Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. She goes off, became a fully qualified police officer. So, so we now walk safely on the streets, feeling quite happy about that. Thank you so much. Well, it's been a joy. It's a joy to take part, and that was my task this morning to dedicate um, Madison Grace, and I do thank her parents for giving me that great honor. But then, um, just another, uh, just a day or so ago, I got another phone call to say that, sadly, the speaker that we'd hoped to come this morning, and I'm so sad that he's not here. He's a a lovely fellow, and he was going to be preaching to you. Uh, So I'm just going to give an epilogue and just share some things regarding the things that we are talking about today. And uh, I'm just going to read from, get to my notes and say a few things to Chris and Chloe, I I just want to say to Chris and Chloe that we're delighted that you've brought your beautiful daughter to church this morning. We're glad about that. That was a good move on your part. And we're so thankful. And uh, you've enabled enabled us to celebrate with you and give thanks to Almighty God for the life of Madison, the fruit of your love to one another, and a gift from God. We know you take this responsibility very seriously, and we wish you much blessing and joy in the years ahead, as by example and love, you do your very best to raise Madison with a true understanding of God's love for her, and indeed for everyone. And I put that first, because there's a lot of training to be done, as the text that we have for this morning will tell you. The Bible verse that I want for you is this. 22 and verse 6 of Proverbs says this. Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Now, you may say, well, I've known some people who've been trained well and went off the rails. Well, as I was taught at school, the exception proves the rule. But I need to tell you that I was trained as a child And with my brother, that was our experience. These proverbs that we've been reading this morning were taught me at my mother's knee. I can hear my mother saying even now, and she's been dead 30 years or more, John, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That was put into my mind almost with the milk that I took. The fear of the Lord. That, by the way, is not a cringing fear. That is a reverential trust. When you know our Father in heaven, and you know of his love and kindness and mercy, and I'll say a little more about it later on, you'll understand he's the most wonderful Father anyone could know. And you can know him today. And the fear of that one is the beginning of wisdom. And that's important. And I put that as primary Chris, you're learning, I'm sure, a lot of things now as you're trained in being a good expert at uh, nappy changing and uh, 
and, and all that. So at least when I was a child, when I was young, so that, and with our first children, we used to have nappies that had to be boiled in water. Oh, dear me. And, and they used to be put on with a pin, a big, big pin that would definitely not be allowed anywhere near the child these days. And it was a great difficulty to make sure that pin went in without a yelp. And if you got it wrong, then Ruth was quite upset with me that I'd injured our dearest child. So things are a little bit better, I'm glad to say, but I learned that. And um, I want to say about this, that when my mother said that to me, and I was going back to it, I can hear her saying it, and my mind travels down the years, and and she would say these things to me, these proverbs to me. And, you know, when she said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, she meant it. She really did. She meant it. She was more interested that I was, more interested that I was clean than that I was clever. Riches, fame would have been a disappointment to her if it was at the expense of faith. So I want to tell you this. You've brought baby Madison to church. I know there's a lot to be done for her physically and mentally to give her emotional intelligence and balance and all those things you've, you've been given God the, by God, the opportunity to raise her to be a lovely, lovely young woman of whom one day you can give to another lovely young man, I hope, and let her go on and spread the good news, as it were. They are important things, how you look after the child physically, how you look after the child emotionally, but more than anything else, how you look after the child spiritually is of vital importance. And that's where we come in. God, you see, made us. So often, when things go wrong, we say, well, look at the instruction booklet. Listen, God made us. He knows us. It's common sense to seek his help and his guidance as to how to bring up a little child. Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. These proverbs have inspired me and kept me throughout my life. And so I encourage not just you, Chris and Chloe, but all parents to teach your children these proverbs, to trust in the Lord with all their heart and mind and lean not to their own understanding teach them that in all their ways they should acknowledge him and he unfailingly will direct their steps another proverb is this the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow thereto. I can tell you I became a Christian in my early years. I have not one regret. I only wish I had been a better Christian through the years that have ensued. It is the most wonderful thing to know God as Father, to know Jesus Christ as Lord, to know the peace of God, to have no forgiveness for the past, to know his strength in the present and to have that glorious hope of the future that even death will not end it, but it will be the beginning of something glorious and new. In the preceding five verses to the verse we've just read, there are some very interesting things, and I'm just quickly going to say them on this spiritual dimension. You'll have to see the doctor from the medical side. 
You'll have to see somebody else maybe for the emotional, but for me and the teaching and the school and all that kind of thing. But this is what the Bible says. It's a proverb. A good name is better than riches, Madison. We're going to tell you that. And to be esteemed is better than silver or gold. Now get a hold of that, Madison. You get a hold of it. I need to get a hold of that. Many years ago, I had the privilege of going to the school, the Talmudical school in Gateshead. We have a lot of Jewish people in Gateshead, and they have quite a substantial organization when it comes to education, from kindergarten, primary, right the way through to the Department of Higher Rabbinical Studies, where students there were some of them 55 years of age and still studying. And that day that we spent, we went through every part from the kindergarten to the Department of Higher Rabbinical Studies. It was the most wonderful day. But when we went to the, the, the junior school, as I was coming out, I noticed on the wall and it said, the award of the good name went to. The award of the good name went to. And I turned to the rabbi and I said, uh, oh, rabbi, I know where that comes from. From Proverbs. A good name is more to be desired than riches. Good name, what does that speak about? It speaks about character. You know, you can be clever, but I'll tell you something now, cleverness can be a very serious problem for you if it's not linked to character. Character is at the root of things. Someone who's dependable, someone whose word is their bond, someone who speaks and lovingly and kindly and understandingly. A good name. Have you a good name this morning? Someone who can be trusted. Someone who is loyal. Someone who is kind. Someone who is compassionate. A good name. A helper. A strength to others. Selfless. A good name. It's more important and silver or gold, friend. If you've silver and gold and that's all you've got, without a character, Jesus said this, what will it profit a person if they gain the whole world and lose their soul? It's a bad bargain. A good name, Madison, is better than riches. And also this, you need to teach it, Madison. This is the next problem that just comes up. Wonderful. It says, rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord made them both. You know, I was brought up in a mission in Askew Road of Gator, a very deprived area of town. One of the things that was instilled in me from being a child was to treat all people with respect. You didn't turn your nose up at the poor or the deformed or the ugly. You treated everyone the same. God loves you and he loves me intensely the same. He doesn't have favorites. You know, that's one of the things, by the way, you've got to think of. I know at the moment she's the one and only, so she gets it all. But if you have other children, then it's wrong to make one child a favorite. That's never the right way. And if there's something that you're not sure about with a child and you don't know quite exactly how to discipline, don't have an argument in front of them. Sort it out when they've gone to bed and then come to a combined policy as to how you'll deal with that particular situation. 
That's one of the great things about the church. You see, when you come to God, when you come to the cross as a sinner, it's a great leveler. We don't come with all our performance or what we've achieved or our certificates, all our medals. We come as a needy person and we're one together in the love of Christ and it's a wonderful thing. Rich and poor have this in common, the Lord made them both. And I'm going to almost finish now. Humility and the fear of the Lord bring wealth and honor and life. You know, to live God's way is the right way. And ultimately, it's the most blessed way. Today is a wonderful day for Madison. As we have committed her to God, it would be wonderful if you committed your life to God. You say, well, how could I commit my life to God? Madison's just a little girl. She's just starting off, but maybe I've messed it up, or maybe, well, maybe I just haven't heard this message before, or maybe, well, how could I commit myself to God? Well, I'll tell you how. By first of all, saying sorry for the things that we have done wrong, or that I have done wrong, or that you have done wrong. That's a good way to start. To come to God and say, well, I've kind of lived my life my way. I've done it my way, and it hasn't always worked out. And I'm sorry if sometimes I've ignored you and forgot to recognize that you had made me. And I've lived as if I was my own boss, and I hadn't realized that you are there, the one who made everything, the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. I'm sorry. Sorry for the things I've done wrong to others. Not only my ignoring of you, but I've not always been the person I should have been to my fellow men. I'm sorry. And then, say thank you. Why? Well, because God wonderfully has provided the means whereby you can be forgiven. This is the whole message of the cross that I cannot all together develop today, but let me say this, that Jesus died on the cross for you. Yes, you. The older person, the young person. The person who's perhaps gone their own way. For everyone, he died on the cross. He has carried all our wrongdoing in his own self. He bore it on the cross so that we could be forgiven and set free. Thank you. You need to say for that. And then, not only to say thank you, but you need to receive the gift. It is a gift. You can't work for it. You can't earn it. It's a gift. But it's not that a gift that costs nothing. It costs Jesus' blood. It's a precious gift. It's a costly gift. And this morning, I'm inviting you to receive that gift. To say to Jesus, I'm sorry. Thank you. I receive that gift and I give my life to you. Receive the gift of salvation and commit your life to Christ. There's something I just want to read to you now. Because I recognize some of you. Maybe anyone say, well, John, that's fine. Is there any way in which I could do it? And yes, there is. There's a prayer I've got here, and I'm going to read it out. And quietly, just where you are, without embarrassment, without fear, without favor, without worrying about what other people think. If God is speaking to you this morning, this is a prayer you could make. Let's just quietly bow our heads. 
You don't have to say it out loud, but you could say it quietly before him. Lord Jesus Christ, I am sorry for the things I have done wrong in my life. Take a few moments to ask his forgiveness for anything particular that is on your conscience. Please forgive me. I now turn from everything which I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And if you've prayed that prayer this morning, I have some little booklets with me. Maybe you want to think more about it. I've also got some testaments this morning. They're absolutely free of charge. All I need you to do is to ask me, and I'd be more than happy to give you a testament or a book that will help you on your way. But if you've prayed that prayer, just three things and then I'm done. Tell someone. Yes, be brave enough this morning to share that news with someone. Tell them. Tell me, but tell someone. I want to encourage you to read this Bible regularly. I want to encourage you to pray simple prayers like, Lord, help me, guide me, direct me. Teach me, show me. And I would suggest to you, and it's not an absolute necessity, but it, it's probably the best advice I could give you this morning. Join a good church so that you can meet with other Christians who love the Lord and you'll find that, I tell you so now, you'll have received this morning life abundantly. The Lord bless you. Amen. This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.